Hello and welcome to the Stuck Brain Podcast. All things mental health with a different approach. We look at the research, but we also discuss real life experience. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Stuck Brain Podcast. I am your host, Eric Osterland. And today we have a great guest. His name is Bilal Sadan. He is a serial entrepreneur, an investor, the chief revenue officer at Lumify.com, and a science and technology enthusiast. Today we're going to talk about the very important topic of burnout and how it affects your life and productivity for companies. So if you want to get a hold of Bilal, the best way to get a hold of him is to go to LinkedIn and find his profile, which is Bilal, B-I-L-A-L, last name S-E-A-D-A-N. Thank you so much for listening and on to the episode. Bilal, do you mind introducing yourself to the audience? Thank you, Eric. My name is Bilal Sudan. I'm an entrepreneur, investor, and enthusiast about neuroscience and mental health in general. Okay. And how did you get your start working with the topic of burnout? What does that look like? So it's a long story. It started with my involvement in startup. I founded, I co-founded a company in, uh, in the Silicon Valley. And with that, with the culture of startups and the Silicon Valley comes a lot of good stuff and bad stuff. One of the negative things that I could say negative probably is the amount of work you put and the amount of stress that you have to endure in order for you to achieve certain level of success, whatever that success means, right? So in the Silicon Valley, it means higher valuations. It means revenue. It means it has a lot of uh, definitions and that comes with a lot, an insane amount of stress. It comes with expectations from investors and co-founders and team. You have a lot of responsibilities. And I think it's a very, I think it's the main habitat that burnout thrives in. Yeah, I could see that. The intense amount of uh, stress around startups. Because it sounds like with startups, you're just going, going, going all day long, working ridiculous amount of hours. Is that pretty accurate? That's true. Yes. I mean, when we used to work 12 hours, we would say, oh, it's nice. We're going home early. We used to uh, call all nighters. We used to work weekends. And that's, I think that's the nature of the Silicon Valley and the competitive, you know, landscape of that environment. And I think there is a reason why I think 90, I think the numbers are 93% of startups fail. I think part of it is, has to do with stress management. Yeah. So let's talk about that. What does burnout look like? Like what would be the first symptoms of burnout? How do you define that or look at that? So burnout is basically a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion. I try to always explain it as if, imagine you have worked all day long and it's it's a long day and then you go home and you get bombarded with a lot of small tasks that you need to make decisions about. And that is when you feel that you give up kind of, 
So it's kind of like your brain is telling you stop. So that is that emotional and mental exhaustion that, that happens. So it's a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by uh, prolonged and excessive stress. And that is the definition of that, or the place where this coming from is the ICD-11, which is the equivalent of uh, the DSM-5 that psychiatrists use to diagnose mental health disorders. So that's the international equivalent of it. The definition in the DSM-5 is very similar to that, has probably a few different things, but mainly this is the main definition. And it's always tied to the workplace stress, so which I disagree with. Okay, why do you disagree with that? I disagree with this because I've seen I've seen a lot of students getting burnt out. I've seen moms have burnout. It's not necessarily related, in my opinion, to workplace. You you can be you can get burnt out from anything that is chronically producing enough stress and chronic. Okay. So let me repeat this back to you to make sure I understand it correctly. Burnout would be caused by a lot of stress over a long period of time. And it gets to the point where you can't even make small decisions. Like you get so burnt out that small decisions are now hard and you sometimes are anxious, maybe even depressed in there. Is that correct? Yes, that's, that's part of it. So it's, think about it as your energy is depleted. So we all have mental, like a tank of mental energy. And every day we get to have uh, a deposit and, uh, or, or we get to fill that tank. So imagine your tank, you're running on low. So okay. you're constantly running on low, uh, because it, because the tank is depleted. Got it. Now, what would you do if you're experiencing burnout? Like, what's the first action to take? So before that is actually, I would think I don't want to get burnt out from the first place. So I always think about prevention and ways to put some sort of mechanisms that prevent uh, burnout and uh, help people from burnout. So I would say number one is find a good working or good workplace that, and, and good, I know good is subjective. When I mean good, it has to have a meaning for you. So let me give you an example about this specifically. So in the early stages, I started feeling burnt out probably the last year and a half in the company. After that, the company got acquired and I got lucky basically that I got to exit successful and all that. But the first few years of, of the company, I used to say, I'm not working, even though I was putting the same amount of time, yeah. but I, I used to feel I'm not working because I was having so much fun. It was the stress, or at least probably I was managing my stress and the joy that came from the, from work was compensating, it was filling my tank, okay. so to speak. So, so, so that's number one. So number one is I would find a workplace that is meaningful, that gives me joy and fulfillment. 
Okay. Number two, I would learn stress management techniques like meditation, sleeping and regulating and, and be consistent with my sleep, be consistent with exercising, be consistent with sometimes a, a small practice like saying no. So what we call soft skills, right? Like this is part of the soft skills yeah. piece where you say you can 99% out of the time, you can say no to projects, to things that can drain you. And most of the time you're not going to be basically punished because of that, especially if it has a really good reasoning behind it, which is uh, managing your stress. So to summarize that, number one, find a place that you feel joy and you feel fulfillment with. Number two, learn stress management techniques, uh, manage your sleep and pay attention to your uh, physical health. Num number three, exercise and have mechanisms. Well, I would say number four, find mechanisms of de-stressing, whatever that is. Some people find like painting. Some other people find, you know, walking, walking their dogs or playing with their kids or doing certain activities, social activities also help a lot. So I would say the main thing is I do want to get burnt out from, you know, from this. Second, I would say, because the statistics say, or teach us that people who stick with their jobs for more than seven years, their chances or their probability of having, of being burnt out increases significantly. Oh, interesting. And. And I think there has to be a, a balance between staying in a job and changing because, you know, we're wired for novelty, right? And, and there is a good reason for that. Yeah. And th this element, I think, also is part of preventing uh, burnt out. Yeah. Okay. I love that. I love that you talked more about preventative measures of burnout. So get a find a career that you enjoy. And it sounds also like change that career, uh, not often, but give yourself the ability to change. And I, I personally think that's happy, happening more now than it used to back in the day. Many years ago, it was you did one career your whole life and that was it. Like you worked at one job for 35 years and that was it. And nowadays that's changed. Like I know a lot of people that switch jobs about every two to five years sometimes. Sometimes even within the same industry, they'll change every couple of years. And then the other thing you're saying is to take care of, you know, your mental health, such as sleeping and, and exercising, because those two will help with the stress. What do you do if you get to the point where you weren't really watching your sleep, you weren't really exercising? And, or let's say you were doing those things and now you're just at the point where you're burnt out. What do we do at that point? Actually, before I go there, I, I want to go back to one, one thing that you mentioned, which is part of, part of prevention is lowering the amount of engagements we have. So let me, let me give you an example here or analogy. So. Let's say the brain is a computer and 
if you bombard the computer with requests, so let's say the capacity of the brain or that computer, I'm sorry, let's say that capacity is 1000 hits per second mm-hmm. and you bombard it with a million, it will crash. The computer will, cr- will crash. Yeah. So I think, and that's my, my own understanding is that burnt out is a sign of the, of the computer or the computer or the, the gauge in your brain is telling you slow down. I'm getting a lot of hits. So you mentioned something, which is back in the days, people used to stick with their jobs for long periods of time, which is true. Yeah. But the difference is they did not have cell phones. They did not have the amount of engagement or the constant engagement that we experience today. So basically people used to finish their job, let's say from nine to five, and then go home, play with their kids or spend time with their families, their friends, engage in social activities and and so on. Life was different. Today we have, especially with, with the evolution that happened with the smartphone, you see a lot of people engaged in work, even after they go home, responding to emails or to Slack messages or to, to whatever communication method that, that is used. And, and that, that is like a significant increase in activity that constantly stimulate the brain and I think causes burnout. Got it. So, so to answer your question, if I feel burnt out, which I did for a long period of time, so me personally, I, I was, you know, lucky that I got to exit and I got to spend time with my family and I traveled and all that, but people can do a lot of things to basically change their burnout or treat it, take care of it. So number one is reach out to mental health professionals. Okay. Because the, the more self-aware you are, the more you learn skills to manage your stress, to think about things from different perspective, to learn cognitive behavioral therapy techniques or other techniques that are useful, I think is number one. So number one, seek help. Don't try to put it down because we, we kind of like tend to feel that I'm tough. I'm a strong person. No, I can handle this. All these things are dangerous. And I'm saying dangerous because you see that I saw this in Silicon Valley and, and we see the amount of mental health problems that are happening today. So I would say to seek help. I would say incorporate new and healthy habits in your life, like exercising and eating healthy, be engaged socially. We had like entire world experienced, or we were in some sort of experiment with COVID isolation and all that, and and plus work. People used to, people were working from home at the same time, staying at home. They can't leave. They can't engage in social activities. So I think also is important to seek help, seek help because this is, this is something progresses with life, with, with time and it can be detrimental to one's health. Okay. Got it. 
I also like that you said that, you know, sometimes we just tough it through. I think that comes from how we idolize people that are pretty much workaholics, you know, and, and we can name a whole bunch of business people out there that they work, you know, three jobs and in the media, they're idolized as look at their work, work ethic. They never sleep. They just work, 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 work. And I'm hoping that's changing. Like, I hope at some point in our society, we start to go, look at that person. He's getting eight hours of sleep. He's prioritized his sleep. He's prioritized his exercise. He's prioritized, he or she has prioritized, you know, their relationships. Um, and they're not getting burnt out. I, I hope at some point we can change that viewpoint in society. What, what do you feel about that? Definitely. I call this the Elon Musk phenomenon. Yeah. And people look at Elon Musk and the Elon Musk's of startups and, and businesses, and they idealize them and they look at them as heroes, which don't get me wrong. I'm a big fan of what he or, you know, successful people are doing to help, you know, the society and humanity. But also we have to balance this. Do I want to work myself to death? Because people, you know, commit suicide because of burnout. This is one thing. The second thing, if you look deeply at some of the celebrities' lives, you will find their lives. Their lives are not great. Yeah. Maybe that's, that's because we have social media today and we, we look at that. We look at them from superficial point of view. So we look at the happy moments they have. We don't look at their entire life. Yeah. And some of them are really, really suffering. And a lot of celebrities and a lot of people who work this amount of time, they actually have genuine and uh, deep uh, mental health struggles. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm seeing. I, I think that's going to change with the younger generations that people are now trying to optimize their health. And that's kind of becoming a trend. So I'm hoping that will change because I think that's just a betterment of society when people start realizing that they need to take better care of themselves. That's true. You mentioned that you see, you see a lot of cases from your patients and from people that you're coaching and you're helping that, um, you know, people, when they get help, they get better Yes, and they become, um, they become effective and they live, they live a balanced life that is happy and not only at work, but also other aspects of life, because it's important to balance. Life is not only work. Life is full of things, full of nice and joy and, and many other uh, feelings that we should experience in life. Yeah, absolutely. Now I have another question in your opinion or your research does or can uh, burnout lead to an ongoing anxiety disorder or depression disorder. What have you seen? This is really good. A good question. I'm I'm gonna speak from my from my experience. I can't say like clinically there. You know there is morbidity in, in between. You know these two, but a lot of the symptoms that we feel from burn burnout are similar to depression and anxiety. 
So people can have physical symptoms like actual pain. They can have fatigue. They can have headaches. They can have muscle tension, lack of sleep, anxiety, which all these are like mental health symptoms, you know, mental health mm -hmm. uh, struggles that are associated with burnout. So burnout can be that probably I could say the root cause for a lot of depression symptoms, anxiety symptoms that people feel Absolutely. or experience. Yeah. I mean, I've noticed with my clients and I, and I tell my clients this, they'll come in and they'll be depressed or they'll be anxious. And then we'll start talking about their situation and they're working, you know, 80 hour work weeks and relationships are falling apart. They're not seeing their children. They're not seeing their pets. And unless you change the work of 80 hours a week and you start prioritizing your sleep, your exercise, your relationships, I can give you all the medications in the world and it's only superficial. Like it's not going to fix the problem. The problem is, is that you're, you're burnt out basically. And unless you're going to change that, you're just going to stay on that same trajectory kind of thing. Do you see that often where people don't want to admit that they're going down the burnout route? Like they think it's just anxiety or depression and they should be kind of going through it. I, I do. And that's part of what I'm trying to do with these engagements. I'm trying to raise awareness. Basically, that's the main thing. Raise awareness about burnout and about the danger that comes from that. Because again, knowledge is power, right? So yeah. when, when people know that a lot of people, I, I don't want to say everyone, but a lot of people have symptoms, have the, the experience certain symptoms, but they can't connect the dots. And that's part of like people like you at the forefront of like mental health and, and helping a lot of patients to connect the dots for them, dig deep and, and find the root cause. But a lot of people mix between, and I've, I've seen this and I spoke with many people mixed between symptoms, mixed between anxiety. Some people are depressed, like they have uh, a disorder or a certain like criteria applies to them that's different than burnout. But the problem comes from putting the two together or mixing the two things. And, and some people are depressed and burnt out. So, yeah. so there is, there's that as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I could see that. So it sounds like your mission is to kind of prevent burnout, educate people ahead of time, give them skills to prevent it in the first place and help companies with that. Yes. Yes, absolutely. We have a saying that says, I'm going to translate it, probably I'm going to butcher it, but like a dollar of prevention is better than a million in treatment. And we can apply and we can do certain things, certain change, modify certain behaviors that don't cost money or don't cost a lot of money or time, but at the same time, improve our quality of life significantly. And part of like some, something simple, like going for walks. And I know you and I, we, we talk a lot when you, you know, when you go on walks or, or I go, so something simple like that, uh, something simple, like engaging with social activities, volunteering. You have to do something different from work. Life is not only work. And this is, this is a problem that 
came from the industrial revolution because we needed to produce and we needed to expand as as a society and as humanity, right? But that came with with side effects, and part of that side effect, these side effects, is burnout, and also, or I want to add to that, is that today with with the knowledge we have, with the amount of accessibility to information that we have, I think we live in a good time because we can now learn about things and connect the dots and and educate people without you know without being physically there or without putting a lot of effort to that. So, so it's very important that people read about these things, engage in, in, in learning along with other behaviors that prevent burnout. So it is my mission and I really hope, and I, it, it really hurts, you know, to see people burnt out and I feel them because I, I've been there yeah. and I. And I worked, I worked hard to basically get myself out of burnout. And, and now I, I, I went back to, to work and to do what I love, which is startups. And I joined Lumify, which does something similar to that. It gives cognitive and behavioral assessments and, and help people with, it's a platform. So it helps people with soft skills and, and learning and development in general. So that is is something that I I think is very important for everyone. Yeah, yeah. And thank you for sharing that. I mean, you had your own experience with burnout and then had to dig yourself out of it. And now you're helping others try to prevent it. And if they fall into it, to kind of dig themselves out of it as well. Yeah, that's great. That's right. Anything that you wish we would have talked about more on this episode? I would say, actually, there are some resources that we can use and they're free to everyone, like Maslock Burnout Inventory, which is, you can take the assessment. It's, it's free. Mm-hmm. Like it's available on, on the internet. You can take it, you can assess yourself and you can get, you, you will, it will guide you to get a score. And based on that score, you will know where, where you at. And I think it's important if you work on a very stressful environment to do this, learn it and assess. Then also it's very important if you work in a, in a stressful environment to be aware and self-awareness is very important to be aware of your symptoms so you can start putting measures right when you're early stage before you become burnt out. And then you have to have extreme measures like maybe leaving work or, you know, taking extended periods of, of breaks. Yeah. Yeah, and that makes sense to try to prevent it before it gets so bad. And I, I think you've said a great thing is to become more self-aware. And I, I think the way to become more self-aware is actually to go to therapy and to start talking with people to reflect and learn more about yourself. So then you can start putting these interventions in its place, basically, to prevent going into burnout. Absolutely. I learned so much from therapy about myself and I learned techniques, how to deal with negative thoughts, how to improve my thinking quality, which is thinking affects, you know, our entire life. So we're, we're thinking, we're constantly thinking. And when we implement positive techniques or mechanisms that help us with negative thoughts or, or channel our thinking, 
we can achieve more, we can live balanced life and obviously try to have a good therapist and build the relationship because it does not happen overnight. It takes time to build the relationship with the therapist and you will see magic. Absolutely. And that's kind of why, you know, we created this podcast is to decrease the stigmatization around going to therapy. Like just because you go to therapy doesn't mean you're broken. I like to look at it as you're optimizing yourself. And part of optimization is becoming more self-aware so you can take better care of yourself. And if you take better care of yourself, then you can help others. And, you know, you can be a productive person in society and, and help others and we'll have a better, better future. That's how I look at therapy. Yeah. And, and it will help you enjoy life, which is, which is important because we're not here on earth to be suffering or yeah, there's a lot to be, to enjoy. And even after I, you know, I considered myself, I, I kind of put my burnout behind me now, but even with that, even if I feel good, I still continue my relationship with my therapist and continue therapy because you don't want to, you, you want to build on, you know, the gains that you, you have. It doesn't mean you're broke and it does not mean anything that, you know, you, you see a therapist or you see a psychiatrist or you see any mental health professional. Actually, I think about it like a quarterback and the amount of work they have and, and a lot of NFL players are burnt out, but like, it's very important to measure and make sure you have the right coaches. And I think that part of having a good relationship with your therapist is like having a coach in life. So to get better, you need a coach. You can't depend a hundred percent on yourself. You can do it and you know, you can do it solo, but. It's much better and it's faster results when you have a therapist. Yeah. Yeah. We all need to build that, that team around us to kind of make us optimized and, and better. All right. Before I let you go, is there anything else you wish I would have asked? We would have talked about. Well, I want to say that burnout is, is a real thing and people lose their lives because of burnout. So I think people should take it seriously and implement good habits and take care of themselves. Have self-awareness is very important to prevent burnout. Okay, perfect. Well, Bilal, it was great to talk to you today. Thank you so much for meeting with me today. I've learned a lot about burnout. I hope others that are listening to you have too. And I will see you down the road. Thank you very much. Once again, thank you for listening to our podcast. And those of you that have taken time to leave reviews and contact us through Instagram, thank you. You can see the show notes at stuckbrainpodcast.com. You can also visit us on Instagram at stuckbrainpodcast, and you can leave what topics you want to hear next.